Do you have some kind of change program going on in your team? Perhaps you have even more than one. Have you noticed that it is becoming more and more difficult to make change really happen? Why is that? If you're a manager or a team leader or a leader of a business, then of course you have quite a number of changes that you would like to see through your organization, don't you? And you know, the faster you can make these changes actually get implemented into your teams, the faster you can reach the results and achieve the goals that people around you are expecting from you and your team. In this episode, we're going to change the perspective and look at something actually that we don't see in that respect and in that light, but it is quite significant to make the change really happen. So you're in the right place if you want to have a different perspective on your change programs and develop some ideas where you can say, well, if you change your perspective and do something differently here, you will have a different result. Welcome to this Power Hour with me, Coach Colin, your skipper on your journey in mastering your leadership. This Power Hour is made specifically for you so that you can discover something. And maybe you will discover something that you already are doing and you will have the courage and the conviction to master it in the future. It could also be that in this Power Hour you discover something totally new and you start practicing and using it. Or in this Power Hour you have an insight and you have a breakthrough and you start doing something totally differently in the future. Wherever you are on your journey in mastering your leadership, this Power Hour is for you. But before we get started, just one word of advice. Please stay safe. Your organization has chosen you to be one of the leaders to lead your team to success. That is why, if you're listening to this podcast while driving a car, perhaps in a plane, or even doing chores around the house like cutting the lawn, then just make sure that you are safe. Because your team relies on you. So let's get started with this Power Hour. Maybe it was just the other week for you, and it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you were sitting in a presentation and receiving a training around the changes in the business system that may have been introduced into your company. And of course, this training, hopefully, was very professional and it was very clear about the changes that were happening. And they were very explicit about your role as a manager and how you could support the whole system and your team. Everything appeared to be plausible. And the presentation took two hours and by five o'clock in the afternoon everybody was packing up and leaving since the presenter of this training expected you to take action as soon as you got home. Maybe you have recognized these types of situations and have been through a number of those during the last couple of years. And very often it reminds us about the training and the time we actually spent at school where the teacher in front explained something, what we should be learning, and then we got home and we were supposed to do our homework. 
Okay, I'm not going to challenge you whether you did your homework or not, but everybody knew that this was a significant part of the learning. You got taught something and you had to practice something. And then after a while, you had to do an exam and the exam was going to show the results of all your learning so that the teacher could close that chapter and move on to the next one. Doesn't that sound familiar? Isn't that typically a way how many change initiatives actually go down in corporations and big organizations? Somebody stands there at the front and teaches people how to do differently. And then they go and send the people home and hope that they would do something differently in their own organizations. Maybe that is the reason why when you start Googling the problems around organizational change, that you can hit a McKinsey research and others showing that 70% of the changes in corporations and companies actually fail. And when you Google further, you will easily come up to posts and suggestions how you change that, which means like eight things why change fails and six things to do to secure your change. But we won't go into those right now and right here because you can Google that yourself. Instead, we'll have another look at that learning process because there is a certain notion why we chose to do the learning approach from the beginning, which is quite reasonable to have. And this learning process, as we know it from school, for instance, or from university, is quite obvious. You get to teach something and learn something that you don't know, which means you have to practice because you haven't been doing it before. You get to perform it so that you can actually apply it in your business and you should be getting results, specifically better results, because you're expected to do something that you've done never before, which is fine. So it's teaching, practicing, performing and getting results. These are the four phases of learning. And if you try to skip one, of course, it's obvious you won't get the results. If you skip your homework, you didn't get the results. If you skipped class, you weren't able to do your homework, you didn't get the results. So you failed. And many change processes and initiatives, they fail. But then you might claim, but my people do need to do something differently and they're not doing it today. So they have to learn something, I have to teach them how to do that differently. That is true to an extent, and it might be a good idea to consider the fact that we're not teaching children, we're not at school, we're talking to adults, and adults have a different concept of learning. They learn in the same patterns, but have you been sitting in these presentations where a big transformation is being presented and you, you nudge the elbow of your neighbor and say, why are we doing this? What is really the reason of everything? And... Why can't we just continue the way we have been? And your neighbor turns around to you and says, I don't know why we're doing this. Somebody said we're supposed to be doing it, so pff, shall we do it? And at this point, your change program stopped before it even started. Maybe it would be a good moment right now to have a look at the different phases of change so that we can understand what really has to happen. Because it could be that until now you have been looking at how to change others. And I'm going to have a look here to see, well, what really makes you change as an individual or what made you change altogether.
change doesn't start with teaching somebody to change. So instead, it might be a good idea to have a model that describes the different phases of change. And I have researched and I have a model of four phases of change. Just to make it simple, you could say, okay, let's call this the clock of change. Right at the top, it is 5 to 12. That is where the urgency happens and that is where you have to change, right? And 5 past 12, you have taken the decision. This could be our clock, just to have that image in front of us. On the right-hand side of the face of that clock, at 3 o'clock, we are learning something new. At 6 o'clock, we are practicing something. And at 9 o'clock in the evening, we have the situation where we're actually delivering results. Do you have that image in front of you? 12 o'clock, it's change. 3 o'clock, it's learning. 6 o'clock is practicing. And 9 o'clock is delivering results. And this clock goes round and round and round and every change and even multiple programs go through this clock at the same time. And you can ask yourself, where are you right now in the phases of change? And maybe you will notice very soon that the four phases of learning and the four phases of change are quite similar, but it starts at a different corner. So how do you get to learning, which is at three o'clock. It starts at nine o'clock. It starts at reviewing the results that you have achieved, doesn't it? Somebody says that these results are not good enough. Somebody says that there is a gap between what the expectations are and where we are today. And that judgment might feel justified. It might feel unjust. And you have the opportunity now to decide whether you want to do something about it or not. As a manager, we typically spend quite a lot of time analyzing the situation and drawing our conclusions that we say, well, this is not good enough, we have to do something. And at that point, it might be very easy to jump to three o'clock and come up with a learning and teaching and training program. But then we would have missed 12 o'clock. So what is 12 o'clock then? How can we make that decision really happen? Let's have an image for this. Let's assume it is end of November and you have just come from your doctor's after an annual checkup. And your doctor has said, well, I think the results here, they're not good all over. Um, in fact, I would suggest that you have to shape up and you would have to lose weight. And you might say, okay, that result is, judgment is justified and you really want to do that. Then, coming December, what happens? Well, you've got some meetings with friends and customers and you have some extra dinners and little extra wine. And then, of course, there's the Christmas celebration and the New Year party with friends. And all of a sudden, it is way past December and you have forgotten the information that you got from your doctor. And it's January 6th and you stand on the scales and suddenly realize, oh my goodness, this has gone way further than you had expected. And the reason for that is just because we found that the original judgment was reasonable and we could rationalize it, we didn't internalize it, we didn't connect emotions to it like you were feeling there on January 6th. And at that moment, standing on the scales, remember what you could have said? You could have said like, oh, no more, I'm going to have a diet right now. 
maybe you even said tomorrow, which is just showing that typically it was still not ready enough. But if you said, I'm going to go on a diet right now, perhaps the diet lasted two or three days. The first day was good. You were having all the reserves from the weekends and you didn't feel hungry. The second day was a little difficult because you were feeling peckish and there was still a lot of food around in the in the house and in the fridge. On the third day, you felt back and say, ah, it wasn't so bad. And you started eating and you scrapped the whole idea of the diet and you actually forgot what your doctor had recommended. As humans, we have the tendency of having this yo-yo effect of going over this moment, this decision point at midnight, feeling that 5 to 12, it is getting to the edge and 5 past 12 saying to yourself, oh no, I've had enough, I have to change. But then very quickly falling back 5 to 12 and saying, oh no, we can still last a little longer. It isn't that bad. It is still fine. It is okay. It's going to be better. And perhaps in springtime, I'm going to find the time for this. Do you recognize those thoughts? These are thoughts that are coming to us before it is 5 to 12. When we're still feeling that despite the fact that rationally we had that judgment and we could believe it might be a good idea, emotionally we're still not invested in the decision. And there are good reasons why we don't want to get emotionally invested. Because we are imagining what would happen at 5 past 12, at that moment when we really would have to see our decisions through. And that is what we are afraid of. Because everything before 12, we know, even if it is not good, even if it is making us sick, even if we're not achieving the results that we would want to have, it is still something that we know. And nothing makes us more afraid than letting go of what we know and starting to do something that we don't know. Because that is an oxymoron in itself, because you can't start to do something that you don't know, because you don't know how to do it. That is what is stopping us. At the moment, we say to ourselves, no more, I've had enough. We are afraid of the dark and empty space that comes after that. And for us as managers, this is really a scary moment because we might have an image of, of ourselves that we are supposed to know everything. But that is a moment where we have to admit, I don't know how this is going to go. And when you don't know how this is going to go, what are you going to do? You typically do what you have always done because that is what you know, which means the next time round, you're still going to get the results you always got, and nothing changes. In that situation, there are two things that will keep you past 12 o'clock and prevent you from having this yo-yo effect of going back before 12 o'clock when everything was still okay, when you could still manage. The first thing that you would want to have is a clear vision of what it would be like without all that pain and all that suffering and all the results that you have been judged and criticized for. What would it be like on the other side when you really knew how to master this situation? When we have a vivid fantasy, a clear vision, what it is that we're trying to achieve in us starts the idea of the purpose 
to grow. The reason why we need to do this. Because without the reason why, there is no reason to change altogether. And only when we really internalize the reason why, when we say, I don't want this to happen anymore, that's when the second thing can develop that we need to keep us past 12 o'clock and create momentum in moving forwards on this journey of change. Because when we have a clear vision, our brain starts closing the gaps with questions. It is asking, how can we get there? It is asking, who has already done this before? What do I need to do? And these are typical questions. These are searching questions which are excellent to let come out in that phase and literally have them being typed into Google, into the search window, where you get lots and lots of different ideas and suggestions about what could be and what you could do. And only when you have these ideas coming flowing towards you, where you have no idea what that really means, it's just inspiring your brain around the next phase, around the question of, well, what is it then that I need to learn? And following these leads that you find on Google, asking colleagues, finding benchmarks, people, mentors who have already done these things, allows you to crystallize the idea, aha, now I understand more what I need to learn. And that's when the third phase here, the learning phase at three o'clock really starts to materialize, when you start searching to things that you want to learn. And this is quite different between teaching children, because they don't have any reference to what they need to know. But you have a reference as an adult to what you already know, and now you're searching for the things that you believe are missing, that you would like to learn, so that you can move away from this moment at 12 o'clock when you had this painful belief and emotion of saying, I don't want this to happen anymore again. And to be able to sh be sure you don't fall back, you start your learning journey at that moment. Finding your path, creating your steps one after another, where you have telling yourselves, this is what I need to know to be a little better than I was before. But the biggest difference right now when you start learning is you know why you want to change and you know what has to change and you are motivated to make it happen. And this motivation to make it happen will actually then move you from three o'clock where you're learning new things, moving yourself forward into six o'clock when you start practicing things. When you realize you're not doing things effectively yet, you have to spend more time in really trying to master what you're learning right now. And of course, you know that you're going to fall and you're going to trip and you're going to hurt yourself. You're not going to be perfect, which means your vision, your desire, where you wanted to be, that you created just after 12 o'clock, that is what is going to keep you alive now. That is what is going to keep the momentum and pushing through the learning until you become a master. And then at nine o'clock, you can look back at the results and you can be proud of yourself, what you've achieved, because now you're playing at a higher game and you're achieve, achieving different results. Doesn't that feel great then, anticipating where you want to be? And then, 
One fine day, somebody comes along, perhaps your manager, your customer, whoever it is, and they change the level of the results. Because you're pay playing at a higher level right now, and somebody looks at that and say, good, now you're playing at this league, and we're expecting you to play even better. And everything starts over again. You ask the question whether this judgment is justified. You ask yourself whether you really want to change, whether you want to put in the effort. And you look back and everything that you have done and say, do I really want to do this again? And you continue accepting the fact that the results are not perfect and you're pushing it away, saying it is fine. I can do this a little longer. It is okay. I can get away with not being perfect until you reach that moment when you pass 12 o'clock and it is like, no more am I going to accept this. And you take a decision to do it, but you fall back because you don't know what is really the next phase of your development going to be. And you still excuse yourself saying it is going to be fine for a while until you reach the next situation where you say, no more, I am going to break through and do something differently. And you start looking around and ask people and ask Google and trying to find mentors who are ahead of the game. And you ask them, what do I need to learn? How can I be like you? What is the strategy that you are putting into place so that you can play at that level? And you can start finding answers to the questions of what is it I need to learn and how can I learn this? And you realize that it's going to take an effort and you're going to spend some time practicing those new skills until you become effectively. Until one day you realize you're looking at the results and you notice, I am better than I was before. And that's the moment when you should celebrate and feel proud of what you've achieved because you know somebody is going to change the level of the results and the judgment again. And it all starts over again. But by now, you understand the process, how you can make your change happen, how you can make the change in your team happen, because you know that you have to take the whole team through the whole process so you can let them judge the results. You can let them decide whether they want to change. You can let them feel the emotional state that it is not good enough anymore. If you want to play at the next level, something has to change. You can have them ask the questions, okay, then what is it that has to change and how can I find those changes? And you can start learning together and you can practice that together until you can reach the next level of your game and you can look back at the results and feel, yes, we are now playing at a higher level in our league. And you can all relax and celebrate that moment and say, yes, we have made it. And there is only one person who's guiding the team through this development, through the four phases of change, to make sure they don't get stuck and fall back into the notion of, oh, it is fine. We can deal with it a little longer. Perhaps in the next quarter we'll do the change. And the person who is leading your team through these four phases of change is you, the leader of the team. And that is why to make this change process manageable, you might want to write down those four phases of change and always have the following question in mind. Where in the four phases of change is my team right now? And what do they need to move forward so that they don't get stuck? Thank you for listening to this Power Hour. 
What was interesting for you in this power hour? Was it really valuable? In that case, just go and press like or write a comment. Or maybe you can even share this power hour with some of your peers and colleagues so that they can become a little better tomorrow. Because it's very rewarding for us to see people becoming better around us because this way our team can achieve different results and reach new goals. And if you have something specifically that you would like to have help with, why not send me a private message or an email and detail exactly what you would want help in. Because always remember, I am Coach Colin and I am the skipper on your journey in helping you mastering your leadership. So no matter what wins you have on your journey, just stay the course and stay safe and enjoy the ride. I'm Coach Colin and I'm the skipper right by your side. Until next time, take care 